So just allowing your awareness attention to relax into this present moment. As Tibetan saying is resting at ease in whatever arises. And our job is just taking care of awareness in this moment. Well, objects, experiences arise by themselves, pass by themselves. It's not our job to take care of what's happening. So resting at ease in whatever arises. Relaxed, the experience may not be relaxed, but awareness is relaxed in the sense of not trying to go somewhere or fix something or figure anything out. Hearing sounds arise spontaneously and are known in awareness just as spontaneously. No planning, no assessment is necessary. Sounds coming and going. No need to trail after them when they're gone with awareness. It's over. What's happening now? Physical sensations arise unbidden, unexpected. Field of awareness, sound is the sensation. Experience with awareness just as it is. Reaction occurring in the mind to the sensations and next arising experience, just as it is. Thoughts come, go. Awareness is unstained, interested, Benevolent, you could say. Not wanting to stop something, not wanting to keep something going. Just take care of awareness and the reality of life is presenting itself moment after moment after moment. Resting at ease in whatever arises, just this instant. This next moment is unknown. Full presence in this moment is how full presence in the next moment occurs.
A thought of the past is a thought occurring now. Plans for the future are plans arising, thoughts, moods arising now. So we're learning to trust and not abandon awareness. Our whole life experience arises and is known. When we can remember to take care of awareness. Nothing is shut out need be a distraction. In the way, that little Tai Chi move of, oh, it's like this. Re-recognizing awareness is always available. Observe, allow, recognizing and appreciating, this recognition of awareness in any moment. In some ways, our most reliable friend.
six sense experiences or objects arise spontaneously, known spontaneously by consciousness and awareness is also spontaneous in that this is not an act of will me doing, rather of simple interest of life as it arises and shifts moment to moment. Noticing as well the the quality, the attitude in the mind that's aware, which is also arising, not as an act of will, simply the next thing to be known. Interest or stability, cloudiness, calm, collectedness, or perhaps a a wanting showing up as a ever so subtle looking for some result. That's greed. Ah, greed is like this. Next arising experience known by the mind, by awareness. A strong or subtle resistance to what's occurring. With a strong, obvious aversion, fear. Just a feeling of not quite relaxing into this moment. Resistance. Aversion is like this. Completely unaware, of course, delusion, which we'll notice when awareness comes back by itself and notice how that occurs. Lost in thought and suddenly here's awareness again. How amazing, yet how trustworthy. Perhaps noticing in the mind that's aware, tendency to explain and analyze whatever's occurring. Kind of a making assumptions, which is a form of delusion. Ah, delusion like this. And here's the awareness noticing that. There's nowhere to go.
let the merits of our practice be shared with all beings as a cause for their awakening from confusion. Maybe you noticed a schedule change this morning? No? Oh, good, good. Something to talk about, which I will anyway. <laughs> yes, so... As we mentioned yesterday, being the last full day of us here together, there's, there's, there's kind of uh, wrapping up business things we need to do, as well as how to support the beginning of a more awareness in a bit more busyness, in a bit more action. So this morning there's not a bit more busyness, but you may have noticed your mind maybe starts running a little more, if it ever stopped, but (laughs) knowing we're leaving. So the schedule this morning, what we've done is, and please have a look at the board, is to have just a quiet morning of alternating sitting and walking, like a regular retreat schedule. So here, 9.15 walking, 10 o'clock sit, 10.45 walk, 11.30, 11.30, sit till lunch. And we're doing that really for a couple of reasons. It's kind of intuitive sense of wanting to support your continuing to explore steadiness of awareness. And especially this last day, it's, it's, it's easier when you don't have the external structure to think we're aware and just start running around. So we want to explore that as much as we can here before we get out in our life and don't have so many reminders, as someone was asking yesterday. And the other thing about the steady sitting and walking is a sense of um, coming to appreciate the sangha, the sense of our being able to support one another with our intention, with our practice. You know, it's not like you have to come in and be super quiet. If If you're coming to the sit and you're in pain or restless, you can stand up. It's not so much about that form. It's about just using, and this is what, with any retreat that we can get lost in it, using the external form, the sitting walking schedule, not as something to make us feel tight internally. In fact, the external struggle, struggle I, the, ex- struggle, see? the external schedule, I found, by just surrender to it, it allows the mind of awareness to just relax and be with whatever's going on. You don't have to figure out what to do next. You just do it, and then notice what's going on in your mind, just the same. So it's really a way for that to help uh, support the steadiness and exploring and to get a sense and support one another in this last full morning of silence. So in that case, we'd like to, well, one of us will be here to ring this bell, but we need someone for each sitting to ring the big bell out there 10 minutes before. So would someone ring the big bell at 9.50? Would someone volunteer to do that? Yeah, okay, thank you, 9.50. When you hear that, you hear perception, bell. What the heck was that for? Oh, yeah, sitting. (laughs) And noticing, I don't want to sit. Notice that. Oh, boy, sitting, notice that. What could I do instead? Notice that. (laughs) And then someone, the next sitting's at 11.30. No, yes, 11.30. Was someone volunteer to ring the big bell at 11.20? Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. So that's the morning. 
and then lunch and the work meditation, self-scheduled practice. And then the mindful movement is at 2.30 today. Again, all of this is out there, you know, all this, but mindful movement at 2.30, and then 3.30, and then a time, you know, for, to collect yourself. And then at 3.45, where we kind of come to, for a little bit, the business end of the retreat. So at 3.45, we really want to request that you all come here into the hall. There's like closing uh, business, manager's announcement stuff. And then at the end of that, that'll be some time. And then we'll have... Um, very simple uh, exercise of just trying to consciously practice awareness of speech and listening. It's a, it's a hard one. There's so much going on. But at least we want to give a, a sense of that it's possible for moments, you know, how to, how to play with that. We'll talk about that more this afternoon. So that's at 3.45 until just before tea. And then we'll talk more about what's going to happen then because there'll be some time a tea, if you like, to explore mindful speech. And we'll talk about that later. But then our regular uh, evening sits 6.30, sitting in, all in silence again, and the, the rest of the evening is the same. So before I move on, is that clear? And again, the schedule's up on the board. I mean, it's pretty clear, right? Okay. Um, and the schedule for tomorrow morning will go up later. You don't need to think about tomorrow morning. You don't need to think about anything except knowing what's happening now. Good. Another thing, so as I say, there's a few business things. And that's fine. This is, let it in, notice the minus, this is life. But it doesn't have to impact awareness one bit. This is often where we start to see, that, which I always find in my mind, some subtle um, idea or clinging to some view of how right awareness should feel, you know, and usually doesn't include having to think about signing up for airport rides, you know, <laughs> what that does. But that's the next thing I have to say. Nothing need be excluded from awareness. This is our practice. So the manager said, if you're going to need a, a ride to the airport, they need to organize the vans and stuff. So there's going to be a, a sign up on that table out there. Is that right, Robert? Out there in the hall this morning. It's out there now. So those of you who like to nose around probably already saw that. Others didn't. But if, you, if you're going to need a ride to the airport, please sign up and your time. I'm sure it's all clear. Before noon. Before noon. I know you think it's just sitting and walking. You walk out there mindfully right and then continue to your walking spot or you're walking in before the sitting and you mindfully right you walk into the sitting okay another thing so the uh the utejania books that that we loan please don't look down on the defilements again we need to ask would you please return them this morning bring them back and put them on the table this morning same deal mindfully walking to your room. <laughs> you get the book, you turn around, and you mindfully walk out, not a half an hour later. <laughs> oh, finally, here I am. I, I, I can't remember where the book is. Let me sit down and have a piece of candy and think about where did I leave the book. <laughs> Noticing all of that. But that we really would appreciate that because then we need time for, to pack them all up and re- save them here for when Tejania comes to sit to teach her next year. Schedule. What else? I had a feeling there's all these things. 
Maybe that's... There'll be information this afternoon. Yeah, information. Yeah, we'll talk about that this afternoon. I mean, for you know, Saibar's contact... Yeah, yeah, that's that's later, yeah. Okay, I think that's a, the... Um... Yes? Is there a way to get a copy of the book on Saibar? Yes, we'll talk about all that stuff this afternoon in the, in the what they call the business end. But yes, I'm sure your mind will come up with all kinds of questions about that. Yes, we'll talk about that later. Any other logistical about the, this morning? Okay. We have a few minutes then if you have any, anything coming up in your mind or you notice in awareness practice. Uh, yeah, way in the back in the purple. You do what? Okay. Okay, she's saying goodbye because she's leaving at four today. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Susan. Um, she says she's uh, guessing we're inadvertently practicing the Brahma Viharas. The Brahma Viharas, if you don't know, are the qualities of loving kindness, compassion, appreciative joy, joy in the happiness of others, and equanimity. But this is a wisdom practice primarily, and should we deliberately cultivate compassion to balance the two wings of the bird? So... um, it's like a huge practice question of your whole life, the mandala of practice. Not that we spend all our, all our life only in one practice, and show, like we only do a wisdom practice, and so that negates or somehow uh, misses compassion. I think that's a wrong understanding. And uh, a way we do tend to look, it's this or it's that. And to say, so I'm, I just want to put that out. You're right. In any wisdom, in the moment of wisdom, when greed, confusion, aversion are not present, when I said that Zen quotation of what's the result of a lifetime of practice and appropriate response, the heart-mind, not distorted by kalatia, will respond when there's a response needed. When there's not, it's at ease. If a response is needed, it will respond to suffering with compassion, to joy with uh, mudita, with appreciative joy, to just a sense of a being, of a person, of a situation with a simple uh, accepting connection, which is metta, to seeing all the ebbs and flows of life, the sufferings and happiness of another, with the equanimity that knows, I care for you, but I I can't take away your suffering by my wishes. I can't make you happy by my wishes. Same for me, you know. So they're not separate, you know, the, the, and it's not inadvertent <laughs> that compassion, that the Brahma-viharas are being cultivated. That's what arises in the heart-mind of wisdom, okay? So I just want to say they're not separate. And they're all vast practices. So it's not that if you're doing a wisdom practice, we abandon the others, but to formally, there are formal practices in the Theravada tradition and different ones in other traditions for each of these. They're wonderful to practice. So it's not in a way of 
in, in, in this particular style of uh, mindfulness of mind practice that we've been offering here. And it's a great practice for one's life. As we learn, though, to more and more be aware of the balance of awareness, the right attitude in the mind, that is... Um, What's the word? It's the same from our group when I couldn't think of the word. It goes together with any other kind of practice or mind activity we want to do. So with the right attitude in the mind of not wanting, of not, I can uh, decide, mm, you know, right now I think I want to practice a bit of compassion practice, a bit of metta practice. I want to spend a year practicing compassion practice. That's what I mean by the mandala of our life of practice We don't have to say, this is good, I'm only doing this, all the other stuff, no. Or that there's some kind of dichotomy or some kind of problem. But I do find to be able to use um, together practices is to take some time with one we're learning and really just go into it so we know it. We know it. So in, in terms of the way we've been teaching this week, that's why we're only offering this style. It's not saying everything else is extra, but we can... Really, we can practice one thing at a time. And, and so, and I'm not saying this about you, but in general, I know our Western minds, we have access to so many different kinds of practice, which people in little villages in Burma, Thailand didn't. You had the one Sayadaw, the one Ajahn, you went there and that's what you knew and that's what you got. Whether it was really quite uh, working the doorway for your mind hard or not. We know a lot. And so it, it's both a blessing and a curse, Right. Because I was, well, I'm doing this, but I should be doing that. And I'm cultivating this, but what about metta? I'm cultivating metta, but oh my God, equanimity. And you know, it's awareness practice, but I need to focus, focus, focus. No, focus. But you know, what about samadhi? Have you been, you know? And it's like, we, we think we, we should do them all at once. You know? They're all good. <laughs> I find deep wisdom arises out of Brahma-vihara practice. The Brahma-viharas naturally grow out of wisdom practice. We can't separate. That's very short of what's a whole huge talk. Does that speak to what you were asking, Susan? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not quite sure the question. I guess every time I check in on the attitude of mind, mm. it's collation. It's collation. <laughs> I, I know, it starts to seem like. Huh? You know, what's the interpretation is statement of if you don't have the right attitude of mind? But, yeah, yes, see, yeah, 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 see. I don't, I will. Yes, she says um, whenever she remembers to check in the attitude of mind, it's always Kalesha. She's saying, and so she says, well, I don't know, is that, I mean, basically what's up with that? And Deja needs to keep looking. She says, I keep looking, I keep being aware, and I don't know, is that basically, is that, is it useful? I, I guess it's useful. And she said, oh, well, I've got right, right effort. So as she's talking, she actually recognized it's not all Kalesha, which is the, the point I would first want to make uh, when we start to, as like when, when we talked our two talks at night when Steve talked about the Kaleshas, the torments, the importance of noticing, and I said it's also important to balance and notice the wholesome and how our minds can get kind of focused one way or the other without recognizing. And so when we start tuning into how 
what's the attitude of mind? As we're learning it, first, often we don't remember to check until we're suffering. So there's bound to be a kalatia there when we're in. No, because that's, that's the sense of glitch, you know. Um, so there's bound to be, and often we forget to check when there's calm, when there's peace, when we're just going along and it's fine. You know, there's no problem. We forget to check. So just as you were talking and saw right effort, that was a good example of that. Second, as you're saying, but you know, keep showing up, keep noticing in that moment of awareness, noticing, say, wanting. It's still, you still feel wanting, but that awareness, noticing, the awareness in that moment isn't wanting. That's actually not Kalatia. Wanting becomes the object that, that awareness, noticing is not coming with Kalatia at that time. And so all these moments of noticing this, noticing that, you know, we, we, we're noticing the object, which at the moment is the Kalatia in the mind. But that mind that's noticing is like the next moment. That isn't Kalatia. That's a moment of simple awareness. That's what we're cultivating. So your question's a great one because it comes up a lot for many of us. And the awareness is so, when it's there, it's so natural, so nothing, that this is the habit of our life. We look through it to the thing that's happening. That's what we're really trying to cultivate here, that recognition. So when you're walking out here and your mind goes, I don't want to come back and sit, and you notice that, kind of privilege in a way the interest of being with the awareness of noticing that rather than privileging the content. It's kind of two sides of a thing. So that's what really what we're, we're practicing here. And I think what you say is a very common experience. Yeah, great, great. Oh, 17, okay. Can I take one more, or can we go? Okay, one more, because we don't have groups. Yes? I find that when I'm pushing something away... When you're pushing something away... I'm always wanting something else. Okay. It's like they're two... They come together in the mind. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. She says when she notices in her mind pushing something away... At the same time, she notices wanting something else, right? Like they're going together, two sides. Great, that's what you're noticing. When we talk, there's no way to talk without kind of delineating things. Do you know what I mean? And we each have, so she said, we talk as if they're two different things. So looking in your own experience, that's all that's interesting to see how it works. Um, and some of us, like, ex- like in, in my experience, often they feel slightly different. There's a different quality in the mind. But then at times it just comes down to tightness. Tightness in the mind. You don't even have to name, is it wanting or aversion? You can just feel tightness in the mind, the corollary tightness. In the, that's good enough. That's great. Seeing how it works. Yeah. It's one of those Dr. Seuss push me, pull you animals. <laughs> he says it's one of the Dr. Seuss push me, pull you animals. <laughs> Yeah, and so for some people, the thing they notice first is the pushing away. For some people, they notice first is the wanting. For some people, what they notice first is they don't have a clue what's going on. You know, <laughs> great hatred, confusion. Whoever it is for you, your noticing is great. Okay, okay. Um, so... She has a quick question. <laughs> a million people might have a quick question. Okay, last one.
Okay. Okay. She said, but her mind latched on to whatever she said, thinking about it, that um, of impermanence, that awareness feels stable, right? And so she dropped into that. She felt she and could. I actually, I say that to myself a lot. Okay, so she said she feels she can rely on awareness. She says it to her, it's always here. It helps her remember. That felt comforting. Um, so my question is: Was that a, a thought? When you say it's comforting, it was just like, like a nice thought, or when you have the thought awareness is always here and you drop in, it's like just dropping into awareness in the present moment. Yeah, the, second. the second. So that's a skillful. That's a skillful thing. Huge debate is awareness always here? Is it just arising every moment but always available? Don't go there thinking about it. But, the, but when you say, yes, awareness is always here or it's always available and you, that reminds you and there's awareness, that's how you know it's a skillful means. It's taken us back to re-recognize balanced awareness. That's great. Very useful. Good. Good. Yeah. So please explore this morning. Enjoy exploring. It's whatever comes up. Thank you all. See you this afternoon. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.